The Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1. The Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. What is going on? Anyone and everyone that might happen to be alive at this particular point in time, big shout out to those listening from the spirit world. I miss you all. Huge howdy to the High Holy Three and Triple J. I love you. Smash with you here. Smash daily, as is always, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 o'clock, right here on WBGZ 107.1 FM, the big Z, before I even get into the day, before I even lead you into the weekend, I got to turn you on to Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill. Gulf Shores, you might have uh, you might have heard me talking with uh, Harry Parker, the owner, the founder, yesterday here as we debuted them as our newest sponsor on WBGZ, Smash Daily. And I got to tell you what, man, you're looking for a great place to eat this weekend? Gulf Shores, they got a locale. In Edwardsville, they've been there about six years and 16 years now for the original out in Creve Core on the Missouri side. Now, I myself love the grouper. So they got this Parmesan, you know, just got the Parmesan crust on it. It's just the right kind of cheese on a grouper. Just delicious the way they make it over there. But, you know, it's not just about the grouper. It's about the fact that you got all kinds of food New Orleans style waiting for you. And the thing about it is it's all homemade family recipes and it is all delicioso. Delicioso. Yeah, I said it. But, you know, with the weather going to be like what it's going to be this weekend, this could be one of the last weekends, you know, you're sitting outside. All right. Because in Edwardsville, they all sit outside because of the governor's orders. On the Missouri side, everybody sits inside and or outside, but it's going to be a magnifico weekend opportunity for you to enjoy some of that great food I'm turning you on to. Main thing is to get you to Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill. Dot com. You'll see the whole menu over there. You'll see all that goes on over there, all the music that's there, uh, and, and the specials that are going to be going on this weekend, Saturday, $3 Long Island Iced Teas. Got the Chef's Seafood Creation going on all day Sunday. It's a Bourbon Street Sunday brunch. Goes 10.30 to 2.30. $3 Bloody Marys all day long. $5 Mimosas all day long. Live music with Pennsylvania Slim. That'll be 11.30 to 2.30 this coming Sunday. It's going to be magnificent over at the Gulf Shores location known as Carive Corps. Here on the Illinois side, you got your $3 Long Island iced teas. The chef's seafood creation all day. And when chef gets to creating, 
Oh, it's the best food creating in the anywhere. Sunday, it's the Bourbon Street Sunday brunch, 1032, $33 Bloody Marys all day, $5 mimosas. It's Gulf Shores in Edwardsville. You can find all the information at Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill.com. The sides are spectacular. And speaking of sides on the dessert side, Mama's Bread Pudding, I'm telling you. Peach, apple, or blueberry cobbler, I'm telling you. The Gulf Shores Authentic Homemade Key Lime Pie, I'm telling you. I ordered the banana pudding cheesecake, and I'm telling you. Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill.com. Find out everything you need to know about it and then have yourself a good time there this weekend and any day of the week. Let me get you some of the kind of music that they play, not only in-house with the bands and the musicians that they bring in to both locations, but also what you're going to be hearing piped in through the speakers in the ceiling. And when you think about Gulf Shores, you think about that Cajun music, New Orleans style, just like the food is. When you think New Orleans, you got to think of the Brothers Neville.
Brothers right there. If anything says New Orleans, if anything sings New Orleans, it's the Neville Brothers. No problem whatsoever. I'm turning you on to not only some great music, as is always here on Smash Daily when we open up this whole thing, but also turning you on at least to kick it off for this weekend. Our newest sponsor, Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill. You check them out at Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill.com. One in Edwardsville, one in Creve Coeur. Go to the website and see that's all the, all that's waiting for you at the Gulf Shores, all right? Smash with it right here. A lot of good show waiting for you here this afternoon. We're going to get you going for the weekend. It's going to be a beautiful weekend here in the River Bend on the St. Louis side, all over the global that is Smash Global. It is going to be magnifico. Before we get to the weekend, though, allow me. To express my sincerest, I'm sorry's, but I ain't going to. So here's what the deal is. Yesterday, I happened to make a comment. I wasn't complaining. I was explaining. Talking about, hey, fellas, men, if you're going to answer okay to somebody's text, because I texted a guy, and all he had to say was okay. And he did, except he left off the O. And to me? I don't mean to, you know, like criticize anybody's genderificness, but that's what girls do, man. Girls put out their K. Hey, uh, you want to go out tonight? K. That means okay, I do. Hey, Bob, you want to go shooting guns? K. You don't say K. You say okay. So no, I ain't going to apologize, but I caught all kinds of grief off of that from men and women. I'm just saying, okay is what it is. Okay. All right. The word is okay. The word's not K. K is somebody's name. All right. Okay. So if you have an affirmative response, fellas, say okay. It's just me speaking out loud on the side of manliness, I guess. Hey, ladies, if you want to say, okay, I'll buy into that because you're a girl. And I ain't saying that in an anti-feminine way. All I'm saying is if I keep saying I am going to get busted so badly, so I ain't saying no more. Okay? Smash, smash, digging a smash. Smash daily on the big Z. Smash here on WBGZ for environmental resources. Now, I've been telling you, you got to get your house checked out for that asbestos, for that mold and mildew. You got to get that stuff out of your house. How do I get it checked out? Smash, very simple. You give a call over to environmental resources. A guy named Abram Henson will come over to your house. He's part of the family. They've been in the business for decades now, and he's going to check out the house. And he's going to find out if you have a need to get some remediation be put on that asbestos. Some remediation be put on that mold and mildew. You don't want none of that in the house. Not not on you, not on your, your spouse, not on your family, not on your kids, your grandkids, your friends. You don't want none of that. So you got to call. Well, I don't know. I don't have the money. Wait. Free estimate, no obligation. Abram will come in. Free estimate, no obligation. Beauty of it all is, once you find out what you 
are going to be able to do with your life when that stuff ain't invaded into it. Well, you're going to live a much fuller life. You're going to be breathing a whole lot better because the asbestos ain't flying in the air where you can't see it. The mold and mildew is not giving you those allergies that are going to ruin your breathing patterns, maybe not immediately, but sometime down the line, if you keep them in place for too long, talking about the mold and mildew. So you call, area code 618-471-9119. 618-471-9119. They're in Wood River. They can get over to anywhere in the river bend real quick, no problems whatsoever. Get you taken care of. And then when they remove all that stuff out of your house, it goes to a faraway land where no one will ever see it again. And you are leading and living in a cleaner life. So I'm just telling you, get your house checked, especially if you've got yourself one of these beautiful houses here in the River Bend or built a long time ago, but still got the good bones, you know. Maybe you're doing a remodeling project, getting ready to come up. You don't want mold and mildew messing your whole deal up find out let the pros get rid of it for you and then you're gonna be smiling like you ain't never smiled before because you're gonna be breathing a whole lot better just for starters 618-471-9119 for environmental resources WBGZ. I tell you what, I had the opportunity just yesterday to talk to my friend Mark Milton. He is a St. Louis tax lawyer, stltaxlawyer.com. He got a law situation as far as the taxes are concerned. This is the guy you want to call. He'll take care of you, no problems whatsoever, does all kinds of law. But this is what he really specializes in, stltaxlawyer.com. And he gave me a little insight as to Trump getting busted on Trump's taxes. I'm still reeling, man, from that debate. It's just, I don't know why it took, took such a toll. It was just uh, brutal to watch. Part of what they talked about, uh, again, Wallace confronted Trump about his taxes, whether taxes, he right. paid, and he was very specific. So keep in mind, so he was very specific with his question. He said, yeah. did you only pay, you know, $750 in federal income tax? And Trump, of course, gave what the response that the Trump team has been giving, which is mm-hmm. he pays millions, tens of millions in taxes yeah. every year. And that is no doubt true because 
what bothers me about this whole tax issue, first of all, um, let's assume that the New York Times article is true. And basically the gist of the New York Times article is they got their hands on Trump's tax return information. And uh, one of the big headlines was in 2006, for 2016 and for 2017, two years where he was in the White House, yeah. um, he only paid $750 yeah. in income tax yeah. on, you know, on the, the bottom line on his, on his 1040, mm -hmm. that's what it showed. Um, and the article goes in depth talking about, you know, basically he, he had a lot of income, but most of that income was offset by losses that he had incurred in yeah. prior years. And what it doesn't show, what a tax return does not show is really a snapshot of someone's actual wealth because so much of the losses that, he would have had stemmed from real estate, yeah. right? He's a real estate, he was a real estate developer. And what people don't understand about real estate is, and he's talked about this. He's, he's, he's been on record as saying, you know, quote, depreciation is a beautiful thing because mm -hmm. what you're able to do is you're able to depreciate your property. And what let's, let's explain what that means. So let's say you buy a uh, million dollar property, All right? Okay. Um, but you finance it. So you get a loan, you, you take out a loan to buy the property, you might put 20% down. What the tax code allows you to do, and let's assume it's used as a hotel or, or you know, a commercial property. What the tax code allows you to do is divide that that purchase price over a certain period of time and take a take a loss equal to that. Let's say it's a 39 year piece of property. All right. So the depreciation for that property would be one million dollars. Okay. Mm -hmm. So your purchase price divided by by 39. 39 years. All right. And so then what that allows you to do is you're able to take a um, an expense of $25,000 in depreciation uh, uh, per year. Was just made there. Per year. Uh -huh. and, and so what happens then is depreciation is sort of a, it's sort of a phony thing because most real estate appreciates in value, yes. right? Yeah. But you might have upkeep and things like that. But right. as a developer, he's, he's able to take advantage of depreciation, which any real estate developer would be able to do. Sure. And there was a lot of criticism also um, about, oh, well, all of his companies were operating at losses. His golf courses are right. hemorrhaging money and all these yeah. things. And they very well, you know, may be doing that. They may be operating at losses. But what that ignores is he's also employing thousands of people. So a big part of Even at a any, loss. any hotel operation, any, you know, golf course, yeah. he's probably employing himself, too. So he's making a salary. He's employing sure. you know, whoever's running running the properties. And so I just... It, it it comes across, it makes him out to be a scoundrel, and I don't think it's a fair criticism because ultimately he's, he's you know, using a system. The system, ironically, that Joe Biden helped build, yes, right, during right. his 47 years in, in public in office. Fact, Trump said that. And so I don't think the criticism is fair. Now, you can, you can say, hey, you should have released the taxes, and I think he probably should have dealt with this earlier. Yeah. I don't know why he waited. I mean, I, I'm right. shocked it hasn't come out sooner. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how the New York Times got a hold of this information. Um, I question whether it was legally obtained because mm -hmm. there's actually a code section. Um, it's It'd be called, fake news. No, I think it's true. I think yeah. I think the report is true in terms of, like, the, the information mm -hmm. that they used. I don't think the reporting itself yeah. is fair or accurate in terms of, the ink, the consequent, you know, sort of the analysis of what what actually took place because they took a lot of jabs about oh he's not really a successful businessman. This yeah. shows that he's he's got hundreds of millions of dollars of debt and yeah. he's you know basically it it tried to take the angle that oh because he has all this debt 
he's somehow compromised or more susceptible to being blackmailed or something in his role as president. And what they ignored is, well, what are the assets worth, right? Mm-hmm. If you've got, you might have four hundred million in 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 liabilities and in debt on these properties, but they could be worth five billion dollars, right? So he's sure. not really. And he made that point during the debate. He said something about, I'm not, you know, you look at my personal financials, which is what he's required to submit. He's not required yeah. to disclose his tax returns, and those personal financials show that he's not overly leveraged. That yeah. he had, you know, these properties are worth billions, literally billions of dollars in property. And so he's not over leveraged. He's not, I don't think, compromised or susceptible to being blackmailed as a result. And also, ironically, let's look at Joe Biden. How has he enriched himself from public office? Right. Donald Trump, there's no doubt about it. Donald Trump's net worth has probably gone down as a result of being president. Yeah. Right. If he had continued just doing yeah. what he was doing, using his celebrity and all that right. stuff. Whereas you got Joe Biden, they announced he's, you know, he paid 300000 in taxes. That means he was making like, you know, probably a million plus dollars a year. Well, sure. how's he making that? Right. Off I mean, he was in public office for forty seven years. Yeah. And now he's a millionaire. Yeah. And his kid his kid's a millionaire, Hunter, who yeah. took the three and a half million, which they right. also Chris Wallace wouldn't drill down on. Yeah. Uh his two brothers have been become rich off the fact that Joe Biden has been in public office for so long. Right. So why don't we talk about that? Instead of a guy who's taking advantage of of the loopholes that are in the system to his benefit. And also what does that do? He's paying less tax, so he's able to reinvest the money. I mean, that's the whole point mm-hmm. of why some of these things exist in the tax code is to incentivize people like him to go out to take a risk, to borrow money, to build something, to employ people, yeah. to pay millions of dollars in payroll taxes, to pay millions of dollars in sales tax, millions of dollars in, in property tax. All these things that the article just ignores and portrays him as some buffoon who yeah. you know doesn't know how to run a business, which I just, I mean, that's just not. That's just not true. Well, I thought to myself, how can they try to expose this guy? Because if they're going to expose this guy, you got to expose every fat cat in America because all those boys use what the government said you can use to save as much money and pay as little taxes as you can. If I could do it, I would do it. I'm not at that level. So, of course, I'm not going to do it. But that's why he's got a team of lawyers. Well, that's exactly right. And that's what bothered me, too. It's like it's not like Trump's sitting behind his calculator with the green visor on preparing his own tax returns as some some sort of evil genius. Yeah. He's paying people probably hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to comply with his, you know, presumably to comply with his tax obligations. He's got, you know, hundreds. They talked about that he's got hundreds of entities and all these properties, international dealings. I mean, like his tax return has to be probably one of the most complicated tax returns in the world, yeah, with the, um, not only his personal return, but all of the underlying flow through entities that he yeah. has that all ultimately do end up sort of reflected on his personal return. Yeah. So again, I just take exception to criticizing. It, it goes back to sort of this, this notion of class warfare. It's like, you're, you're trying to go after a guy for his success and yet you're ignoring other politicians, who, you know, like Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. who've become yeah. super wealthy, like yes. not just wealthy, but like Super wealthy. Obama, yeah. super wealthy now. Yeah. He was a law professor before he's president. Now yeah. he's his his net worth is, you know, through the roof. I mean, the guy he I mean, he can do anything because yeah. of the fact that he was president versus a guy like Harry Truman who left the White House basically broke yeah. and died almost broke. Wow. I mean, I didn't know that, it, it, really? when you think about the change in our society, yeah, where politicians literally get rich off of the fact that they are politicians, whereas Donald Trump has suffered a reduction in his net worth as a result of entering into politics. And that should be celebrated, not not demonized. They've been running at him ever since he came down the escalator. Reason being, he pointed at one of them 
and said fake news. And that was at CNN mm -hmm. and, and said as he was walking by him, pointed and said fake news. And they've been going after him ever since. Well, and it's he's disrupted both parties. I mean, I don't think either either of the you know you've got the old guard, the uh, never Trumper Republicans yeah. who can't stand them, right? Um, and then you also obviously have the the left, the Democrats. Which, by the way, he used to be a Democrat, yeah. and they were all too they were all too happy to take his money in the form of campaign right. contributions. Right. Uh, Chuck Schumer, yeah, uh, various other Democrats over the years who've taken his money uh, in the form of contributions. Yeah. Now they you know he's a White supremacist, evil, yeah, evil right. person that shouldn't, you know, should, not only is he not worthy to be president, but he basically should be thrown into, yeah. thrown into a cell and, and you know, uh, just totally uh, banished from society because he's such a terrible person. Yet they took, they took his money all, all along the way. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I, you know, I, I haven't looked at his actual tax returns. I can't speak to, you know, what actually, you know, nobody can. I mean, it yeah. talks about that. You don't know exactly what um, some of the expense deductions and other things like that relate to but again he lost i mean on paper he lost hundreds of millions of dollars uh during the it talked about that the 0708 you know recession yeah. he also had net operating losses you know, carry forward losses that that went back to his casino deals which again yeah they i mean he he took a risk and he lost i mean yeah. the, some of those ventures didn't pan out which right. most business people i mean they're going to have failures along with that successes yeah. they also made i thought it was interesting that basically what they tried to insinuate was he was broke until The Apprentice. Yeah. And then that's sort of what led to his, you know, him becoming a billionaire. They didn't deny yeah. that he's a billionaire, but uh, I think they commented. He made almost $500 million yeah. off The Apprentice. Well, you know why they didn't deny that he was a billionaire? Because they want people to think a billionaire is only paying $750 and I'm busting my ass and I'm paying more than that? But see, again, that argument is, is, a, is a red herring, okay? Because to compare what he pays to a secretary or, you know, that's like kind of what they, the left yeah. tries to use. You're ignoring the taxes he pays that also contribute to society. Every but employee, the common man doesn't know that. I know. That's, that's why the problem. That's like why it's that. dishonest. Okay? Yeah. So every employee, yeah. every person he employs, he's paying 7.5% uh, in FICA, in Social yeah. Security, Medicare right. taxes, employer taxes, mm -hmm. for every person he employs. Okay? The secretary or, you know, the teacher who's who's paying the federal income tax and paying into their own Social Security, they're not employing people. And our tax code is designed to foster investment, growth, things that help contribute to society, right. to stimulate the economy. And so to look at it in this little box of, well, he's only paying $750 in income tax. Yeah, that's probably not fair, but that's the system, okay? So if you want to change the system, talk to Joe Biden, who's been there for 47 uh, years. Don't blame the right. guy. Who's been out there making, you know, making money, make doing things, happen. and trying to create yeah. opportunity and jobs for others? That's why he is the St. Louis tax lawyer. He knows this stuff. STLtaxlawyer.com. Imagine if he applied himself to your tax situation, how much better your life is going to be. Mark Milton is his name. STLtaxlawyer.com. Smash, smash, digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash. Smash with you right here, WBGZ 107.1 FM, the big Z. Friday, baby. Can't wait to get you to the weekend. That's going to happen just before 6 o'clock here with Smash Daily, as it's always it is. Monday through Friday, 
four to six o'clock. Now, I'd never heard of this before, but, you know, I look at different things, birthdays, what happened on this date, that kind of stuff. This is National Toilet Appreciation Day. Nobody appreciates the toilet. They just take it for granted. You have a seat, do your thing, you get up, squeeze the Charmin, hasta la bye-bye. Who cares about the toilet? Well, the toilet's a very important type of thing, man, because we didn't have the toilet. At least this is what it says in the description of National Toilet Appreciation Day. If we didn't have the toilet, we'd be uh, wiped out, if uh, you understand what I'm saying. So, happy National Toilet Appreciation Day to you. I, myself, I, I am a toilet aficionado. I love the toilet. I use the toilet. I I sit on the toilet and ponder like a great, uh, you know, Greek statue, the thinker. The thinker was sitting on the toilet. Back then, a stone was a toilet. they just go. And everything would roll down the stone. Nowadays, of course, you know, everything just rolls down into sewage and all that kind of stuff. But, Jiminy Christmas, happy National Toilet Appreciation Day. I don't know all that much about toilets. I use the toilet. Hold on for a second. I'm going to ask Madame Brainiac. She knows all about toilets. You know, when the toilet began, who invented the toilet, that kind of stuff. Hold, hold, hold on. Let me ask. Madame Brainiac, who invented the toilet? Flush toilet was invented by Al Jazari, Joseph Brahma, the John Harrington, and others. Oh, so a bunch of guys... Put together the toilet, I guess. Maybe in different parts of the world, and thus, there's different kinds of toilets. Because I, I don't know, I'm not a girl or nothing like that, but I would imagine the guy or girl who invented the bidet has made women happy in their own individualistic manner. I'm just glad to have a place to sit and eliminate. Happy National Toilet Appreciation Day. Madam Brainiac, when was the toilet invented? 1596. So in flushing the toilet, we don't even have an appreciation to the fact that 1596? Hold on for a second. That would make it 1600, 17, 18, 19. The toilet was like invented only about 455, 500 years ago. What were they doing before then? Well, let me just say leaves were scarce. I know that. But that's just from my study of world history. But happy National Toilet Appreciation Day. Hey, how about the astronauts? How do the astronauts go to the bathroom? I always thought they had like tubes tied to them and everything. But now they got that International Space Station. Everybody's just walking around, floating around like, like it's just normal, you know? And I'm thinking to myself, how do these people go? Because you got men and women in and on the International Space Station, how are they applying their bodily functions in a way that's not going to jeopardize not only those inside the spaceship, the space station, but if this stuff is eliminated into outer space, outer space being at way sub-zero a temperature, can you imagine the hard freeze that would happen to, well liquid or solid that happens to come out? I'm thinking to myself, you talk about meteors. 
landing on the earth. We probably have them dropping on a constant basis. We don't even know about it. But at least our astronauts don't have the stomach problems that a lot of people here on earth do actually have. And gastrointestinal does not even bother them. Why? I found how they go to the bathroom. How they go to the bathroom in outer space. Public service. Smash Daily. WBGZ Radio. Hello, and welcome to the toilet of the International Space Station. Let's say you're up here on ISS and you need to go to the restroom. You want to come to this cabin and the first thing you want to do is grab this piece of equipment and turn this rotary switch 90 degrees to the open position. What that does is it turns on a fan which creates a suction effect in this hose so that you can use this yellow element for your number one. For number two, the principle is actually exactly the same, suction. We have a solid waste container here, and on top of it is this uh, seat. Uh, and the solid waste container is connected via this hose to the same fan, so that, again, the same suction effects allows you to do your number two in weightlessness. I want to show you how it looks, but since we don't want any bad smells uh, to come out, we're going to actually turn on the fan. It's going to be a little bit loud. There we go. Now you can lift the lid. There is this uh, seat that sort of looks comfortable, but you don't really sit in, in, sit in weightlessness. So uh, most of us actually prefer to lift this one as well and use directly the, the opening that goes into the bag. And in fact, there is a bag in, in there. It looks like this. And uh, when we are done with our business, we close the bag and we push it down into the solid waste container. And then, of course, as a courtesy to the next person, we put a new fresh bag inside. The um, solid waste container gets changed when it's full, which is roughly every 10 days for a crew of three people using it. Uh, this one, for example, was installed on uh, the 61st day of this year. So probably roughly around day 71, we will have to change it again. Um, but urine gets recycled. So from uh, the pretty complicated hydraulic equipment that is behind here and makes the use of the toilet in space possible, the urine actually gets directly transferred to another piece of equipment which is here in the floor, which is called UPA, Urine Processing Assembly, which is the first step into turning urine into potable water. catch that? They, the astronauts, turn their urine into drinking water. I mean, the machines there in the International Space Station, you pour your urine in there and all of a sudden, you're drinking kidney Kool-Aid. you imagine that? Would you drink your own urine? I mean, if, you know, they filtered it and made it sweet or whatever they do with it over there in the, in the space station. Because in reality, that's how we're going to have to live in the nuclear Armageddon that will be ours someday in the someday. 
That's when the cockroaches take over the earth. And they ain't going to give us, they ain't going to give us any spring mountain water. They ain't going to give us any avion water. They ain't going to give us anything. They ain't going to give us but a look. A look that will say, you know, you stepped on us for so many years. And you know what we're going to do now, humans? That you are lower than we, the cockroaches. We're going to trample all over you with our multiple of legs. Our multiple of legs that have stingers on them. And we're going to scratch you and we're going to sting you human beings. Why? Because you stepped on our brethren. And that's just the cockroaches. Hey, forget about the rats, snakes, flying insects. But you know, in reality, when you think about it, that International Space Station, if before they launched up off the Earth and into outer space, they stopped off at Deerberg's or Schnooks or somewhere like that, and bought, you know, the three cases for $10 of the Spring Mountain water. Really good tasting water, by the way. Uh, can you imagine how heavy that would make the rocket ship? It wouldn't even go up. So sure, they're going to be drinking their own. Wow. National Toilet Appreciation Day is so informative. And I'm glad to be the one who does indeed inform. For I am but a man. But in my manhood I stand before you, and in standing before you, I present to you a way to live that will never allow you to first and foremost never, never be bullied at a social party by these water snobs who so defiantly drink their bottled waters in front of you and I with their pinky extended. Never again. But I digress. Oh, I would imagine, you know, they probably got a lot of beef jerky and everything up there on the uh, on the International Space Station because you can imagine if those guys get hungry, they become cannibalistic. They ain't got no food up there. They ain't carrying turkey. They ain't carrying, you know, roast beef. They ain't carrying ribs up there. They ain't doing none of that stuff. That's heavy. Spaceship ain't going to go up if it's... So, you eat your own or you eat yourself. Either way, it's bone appetite, my friend. Bone appetite. Happy National Toilet Appreciation Day. <laughs>
Smash. Smash Daily on the Big Z.